For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac Bruce, where are you, man? I see you. I don't hear you. Where you at, bro? I'm Isaac Bruce. I'm right here, Doc, man. How's everything, man? All is well, man. Feeling good, man. How's how's everything going with you? Oh, man. Hey, same same here, man. Uh, excited. Uh, heading into the weekend. Uh, big weekend for the Rams. Uh, another NFC East opponent. So we get to talk about them today. Yeah, let's talk about that game, man. The Rams coming off a ugly, pretty win, or a pretty ugly win, however you want to put it. Didn't play well, but we got the W. That's what makes it pretty anyway over those New York Giants. On Sunday and this week, man, we got another NFC East team, NFC least team, like Isaac is saying, man, because the, the, the conference is trash, man. And another trash team we're about to play, man. I don't care what they say. The Giants, we beat them, but they're some trash. We were supposed to beat them, and I think that's why we didn't play our best game. Another trash team coming in here who's playing like trash, the Washington football team. The Rams, our Rams, 3-1. and one. The Washington football team, 1-3. and three. And Isaac, bro, fact of the matter is, man, uh, uh, they're not very good, man. This is another game we should win easily. Well, hey, uh, like we talked about last week, Doc, uh, this is another opportunity uh, for uh, the the Los Angeles Rams to be professionals. I mean, we have these games, uh, which is very, very different from the time when we played college football. I mean, we can look up and down our college football schedule and uh, see a two-lane on the schedule, and we, we just look at that as a stat game and a trip to New Orleans. But in the NFL, it's different. I mean, you have teams that are struggling, uh, this team, Washington team, is struggling as a uh, new head coach, a new staff. Uh, one of my former teammates, Jeff Sganina, is the defensive line coach. Uh, uh, you have uh, the first-round pick that may not be playing uh, this Sunday. But it's all in a rate. And when you're, when you're in a situation like the Washington team is uh, with a new head coach, with a, a, a first-time starting quarterback that has been recently benched, um, it, it's kind of it's kind of in flux right now. So hopefully the focus for the Rams is on what they do best, what we do best, how we perform our individual matchups, one on one battles that we have to face and just going out and executing the game plan, creating creating your own energy and your own motivation. And you have to, man, the Washington football team, as you say, man, coming in with some problems, bro. 
Because not only have they not been winning games, man, they won their first game against the Eagles, but since then, man, they've lost three in a row. So what Ron Rivera decided to do, the brand-new head coach, he decided to tell his starting quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, sit your shish down. Sit your shish down. And I can understand, man, he's 3-8 and eight and 11 starts, but he's actually been playing pretty well, I mean, this last game. And when you look at his numbers, I saw somebody put it up, man. His numbers are better than Daniel Jones in New York, but it's all about having somebody that believes in you and has confidence in you. So the Washington football team coming in with all kinds of problems, man. Dwayne Haskins won't be starting. Matter of fact, bro, not only did he bench him, dog, he put him third string. Now, bro, it's, it's, what is that saying to a guy? He was just your number 15 overall pick last year. And I know this coaching staff didn't draft him or whatever, but, bro, to take him from number one to number three, that's saying a lot, man. Even more so to put him behind uh, Alex Smith, who, who played didn't play a snap last season with a uh, almost horrendous career-ending injury that he suffered. But, you know, it, it does. It, it seems as if, uh, you know, this was kind of planned. I think, uh, you know, you could kind of foreshadow this when Coach Rivera took the reins of the team. And, you know, the leash wasn't very long for, for the young Haskins. Um, he's playing well. His, his stats are, are, are decent stats. I don't think he was a turnover machine, but at the same time, you have to find ways to win the game. You have to find ways to be the leader of that team. And when you're forced and pushed to the forefront as a quarterback to do those things, I mean, that leash isn't going to be long, especially with an old school guy like Ron Rivera, man. He played with those 85 Bears. So you got to make sure that you come in and uh, do what you need to do, that you can move the needle, push the team forward and really not have to be coddled. Um, you know, there's there's really no familiarity with those two, Haskins and Rivera. But at the same time, you, you know, this week's starter, Allen, spent a lot of time with uh, Rivera down in uh, at his last stop in that Carolina. And you know what? He, these two guys know each other. They're familiar with each other. He's familiar with his style of play. And I think that's where he is right now. Not saying that Haskins going to be buried on the bench forever. He has another opportunity maybe down in the future. But as for right now, with these teams, once again, Doc, having no preseason games, man, these things matter, especially to the younger players in this league. You get these results, and this is what happened here in Washington. And looking at Haskins, man, this night, his numbers aren't horrible, man. He had 242 yards passing a game, uh, four touchdowns, three picks. He has been sacked 13 times, man. But my whole thing is that uh, – we have film on Haskins, so now we don't have – I mean, we got film on Kyle Allen, but it's from last year. You know, we don't have anything on him for this year. So that's the thing. I'm, you know, uh, not concerned because, you know, it's the reason why he wasn't the starter, and they can say what they want to say, but you don't have any film on Kyle Allen for this uh, year, and you don't really know how that Redskins offense is going to adjust some uh, some different things they're going to do with him being quarterback. But, you know uh, – Dwayne Haskins actually plays for the uh, Washington football team, so we really don't care, you know, that he got benched or not. Uh, uh, we really worried about our squad. But this is something that we should be looking at this Washington team and looking like, okay, we came out, kind of probably took the Giants a little soft, didn't play our best game. Hopefully they're more focused this week because Washington, man, they just – just, their numbers just aren't very good. And like I said, they're not that good. I mean, they're, they're offensive numbers, horrible. Defensively, 
They give up 353 yards a game, man. So that's a good thing because we're averaging like 390 or something like that, uh, uh, almost 400. So uh, seventh in the league. So that's something that you already know right there that we should have the advantage, even though they're just giving up that we should be able to take advantage of this Redskins defense and this Redskins team that, you know, they're they're in in, in, uh, they have a lot of consternation going on right now. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's uh, you, you mentioned 13 sacks that have been given up by this Washington team and, and uh, had young Haskins felt the brunt of those. There's a couple of ways to look at that. I mean, especially with a young guy, you know, he's, he's named a starter in training camp. Um, you know, you have to ask yourself or, or, or the focus for the Rams defense, you know, and the question that they have to ask themselves, was it Haskins holding the ball a little too long or was it that glaring uh, exit of Trent Williams that's now a member of the San Francisco 49ers that's not manning that left tackle spot anymore, you know, after what went down with him and that and that coaching staff and just him leaving the organization. So uh, whenever you take a guy out of your program off your offensive line like that, there's going to be gaping holes. There are going to be spots missing where uh, they normally were protected. They're not protected anymore. So, um, you know, the Rams could be licking their chops from that standpoint. They have a, have a new guy that they have to face this week in Allen. Uh, maybe his game plan is come in and uh, really throw short passes, get the ball out of his hand just to get the rhythm of the offense going. But at the same time, those 13 sacks, that's a collective effort of what's going on in front of the quarterback, along with, you know, guys picking up blitz pick, pickups with the running running game at the quarterback too long. And, and if he's not, but you know, there's some opportunity there for us this week. And the Washington football team, man, they do have a couple of players you have to watch, man. Our guy from University of Memphis, the rookie, Antonio Gibson, man. He's that leading rusher, but he's only rushing for 46 yards a game. But he has three touchdowns, and he's averaging four yards a carry. And we know, man, this this young Royal is explosive, man. If you give him a gap, he'll take it. He has explosion, man. He can get through it. He has great vision, and he's a smart uh, football player. They just haven't given him as many touches as he needs, but they probably will try to uh, lean on him more this week because they do have a new quarterback that they're throwing in there, man, a new starter anyway. And uh, their receiver, man, you look at Terry McLaurin, man, you look at his numbers, uh, Isaac. I mean, bro, his longest catch is 39 yards. He's only caught one touchdown. But anytime you're averaging 96 yards receiving a game, man, that's pretty good. So that's somebody that we have to watch out for, and I'm pretty sure they're going to put my man Jalen Ramsey on him. So this Washington team, they have a couple of guys you better watch for on offense because if you don't, they do have the potential to make a big play on you. Absolutely, Doug. I think he's one of the uh, up-and-coming wide receivers in this league, man. He puts in a lot of work. I've seen him uh, you know, play in other games, just really scouting you know, the way he runs routes, the way he releases off the line of scrimmage, and just his competitive nature. I think it's really, really good. Uh, he's definitely one of those guys that can take the top off the defense. So that bodes well for any offense, which should really smile on your run game. So uh, without doubt, I think Jalen uh, has a uh, an assignment this weekend where he's going to have to really lock in and uh, make sure that, you know, this guy doesn't get loose. So it's going to take a collective effort. I mean, I'm not sure if uh, we're going to be fully help, healthy in that, that back end of the defense. Hopefully Fuller is back playing this week. That shoulder is doing better uh, with the with the reps that Rap has been getting in his absence. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to just gelling as a, a, a defense and making a statement. Uh, it's one of those, once again, we're flying from the West Coast to the East Coast and our, okay. our body clocks uh, is, is uh, will be a little bit different. So hopefully we, we've taken care of that 
we can start fast, execute what we need to do. And you got to keep teams like this down and give them no hope, no confidence, Doc, and just have them looking towards and or, or seeing that tune, uh-oh, here we go again. So that's, that's where you want to keep uh, Washington when you're playing Washington. And hopefully that's our mindset coming into this game. And we maybe end up getting Terrell Lewis back, man. He may make his debut, man. We're still going to see, you know, uh, the young fella from Alabama, man, if he's going to make his NFL debut this season. So uh, we'll see about that, man. But uh, somebody we are getting back is the running back, Cam Akers, man, which is great, man. Even though our running uh, uh, attack has played well the last couple of games he's missed, but the rookie is coming back. So that bodes well for us because we know, as we keep saying, our offensive – now we can look at the Redskins' defensive numbers all they want to, man. You know, they, they – uh, uh, they got a pretty good run defense. I mean, that defense isn't horrible, but, you know, it isn't the best. But we know as far as us. And, bro, check this out. I ran I ran across this stat, man, the other day, man. When we run the ball, our rushing attack makes up 30% of our total yards this season, man, which is seventh best in the league, man. And we average 5.3 yards to carry on first down, bro. Hey, man, that lets you know that as we say, we talk about how good Jerry Goff is, man, and he is good. He's playing, having a great season so far. But it is about this rushing attack and being able to control the line of scrimmage and get this rushing attack going. So having Cam Akers back, still don't know why Darren Henderson didn't get as many carries as he, as he should have last Sunday, but whatever. We got the W, man. We're going to move on from that. But having Cam Akers back, it's good to see the young fella back out there because being able to run the ball and being able to establish that running game is going to work well for us again this week against this team like it does every week. And this is something that we have to focus on, bro, and something that we have to establish, man. 5.1 yards of carry on first downs, man. That's one of those stats that makes everybody's life a whole lot easier. From Jared Goff to Sean McVay, there's no sweat going down his his brow having to, you know, be facing a second and long or second and 10 and second and second and 13. You don't want those numbers going into football games. What you want is what would be what we've been getting and want to build on top of that, man. 5.1 yards on first down. Uh, that, that makes it easier for our defense and special teams. That means we're moving the football. Uh, our offensive line is confident in what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're uh, like we said many times before, Doc, running games travel. A great defense, they travel. So this is another opportunity for us to go out and really push this ball down the field and really take control, impose our will on this defense by having a great running game, and it starts with what we're doing with 5.1 yards to carry. And that's something, man, I hope we, we we stick to, man, because as we've talked about, man, that running a game and being able to run the ball has a lot to do with what we're doing, man, because, you know, as we like to play action, man. We like to misdirection, man. They play action. When we're able to play action effectively and you're able to do that when you're when you just commit to the run, when you're not, you don't even have to, the rushing attack don't even have to be that great. But if you just commit to the run and have the threat of running the football, man, that helps your offense a lot better, especially when it's the offense like we play, man, with Jared Goff and them doing his thing, man, and having those weapons and being able to throw the ball around to those receivers, man, and get those started. And that's, a, that's another thing I like about us, man, that we don't have one receiver that's really outshining the other, man. He's 
doing a good job of spreading the ball around, trying to keep everybody happy. So you really can't focus on one guy. You have, you know, you got to watch Cooper. You got to watch Robert. You got to watch Tyler Higby. You got to watch Gerald Everett. You got to watch Josh Reynolds. You got to watch Van Jefferson, whatever he get in. And hopefully Van can get a lot more touches. And I think Sean McVay said he's going to try to do some more things to get Van more involved in the offense and more involved in the game. And that has to be something that Van is looking forward to, man. But just to have all these weapons, man, to be going back on the East Coast. The good thing about it, bro, is we've done it, but like this is the fourth time this what third time this season. So we should be used to flying across the country, man, and playing an early game as far as their body clock is concerned. Hey, should be used to it, Doc. But hey, I tell you what, hopefully, like you know, like we discussed in, in other shows, uh, Coach McVay, you know, you know, the, have has these guys out on the practice field a lot earlier than normal. Uh, maybe maybe they start practice at 7 a.m. I mean, at uh, West Coast time. Therefore, that body clock gets used to starting a game contact, physical contact in uh, the D.C. area once you land on Sunday playing at 1 p.m. So, um, you know, what? Everyone, everyone has to do it. Not everyone, because East Coast, you, you know, you gain time. But at the same time, if you're a West Coast team, you have to fly east and play at times and you have to play at 1 p.m. So that's that's the time slot for those games. So it, it all it bodes well for being a professional all over again, because it's your job. It's your job to be self-motivated, get yourself ready to play and uh, go out and execute a game plan. And yeah, don't be looking at the record, man. I mean, you know, hard, you know, we I can sit there and call them trash all I want to, man. But it's just me talking crap because they have been playing like trash and their record is trash. But these are professional athletes and they have explosive players on the squad. And if you let up on it, they will make plays on you. They will smack you in the mouth. You got cats that'll take it 80 or 90 yards, especially if you give them a gap. So you can't go in with that mindset like this is another game we're supposed to win because I think we did that Sunday against New York and almost lost. But getting back to that Rams offense as well, man, we talk about their running attack and their play action. Check this out. Another number I stat I ran across the Rams. 51.8% of our passing yards come off play action attempts. That's only second in the league behind the Titans. So it lets you know how important our rushing attack is and how much better our attack is and how much better Jared Goff is. But I expect uh, Jared to have a, a great game this this week only because that offense didn't play as well Sunday. And I think they want to make a point to let them know that this is one of the elite offenses in the NFL. And he is one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And I just think Jared and his offense, man, going to do some things. Because when you look at that that Redskins defense, it's almost like, who, who you got, bro? Who you got? John Bostic, you got 37 tackles, two sacks. Okay. Chase Young, eight tackles, two and a half sacks, but who knows what he's doing? Who knows what he got going on? But I, I can't name anybody else on this Washington football team defense, bro. I mean, who is you? My English ain't right because their defense ain't right. Who is you? What y'all doing? Yeah. I mean, hey, every opportunity, uh, every guy gets an opportunity. I mean, he gets an opportunity to make a name for himself or, or be a GOAT week in, week out. I mean, short memories, uh, big plays. Hopefully we can keep this this uh, this Washington team where they are. And 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 that happens by keeping the focus on who we are as a team, uh, offensively, defensively, special teams. When you go out and execute and play at the high level that you're expected to play at uh, with the team and, and with the with the players that you have, this is what you get. You go out, you execute at a high level, you keep teams at bay and don't give them any any reason to raise their head. And you can't take any plays off, man. You have to give 100%. Every play that you're on the field, every time you're out there, you have to give 100%. Now, Isaac, I heard an NFL player, man, I just saw a quote he made 
earlier this week, this dude said that you can't expect NFL players to play 100% every play for 70 plays. Bro, that's got to be one of the dumbest things I heard in my life, man. Bro, that's what you get paid to do. 70 plays, man. I, I, I don't, I, you know what I think? I think he was called out in the film study. And he went to the media to try to defend what he said. I pr- probably was called out for being lazy, bro. How dumb is that, dog? Come on. I don't man. think it's dumb. I think it's I think it's disappointing. I think it's disrespect to the guys who came before him, uh, and the guys who are playing after him. Because this will probably be uh, our next generation of coaches, our next position coach, our next head coach. You know, has has the audacity to sit on live television <laughs> and say you can't expect maximum effort on every play. No, man, you're, you're part of the one percent. You're part of the, the the percentage of guys that are playing the 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 greatest sport in America at the highest level for one of the marquee teams. So um, it is disappointing. I, I think uh, you know everyone from Cowboy Nation to the Michael Irvins, the the Emmett Smith, uh, the Troy Aikman should have raised their voice collectively. And, and 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 say, Jerry, Jerry, you got to do something about this guy. I mean, we can't have that mindset because it, you know, it, and unfortunately, Doc, I think it's, it's it's trickling up from what's being accepted on the college ranks. You know, we we're we're starting to accept mediocrity, and it's it's being drafted, it's being pushed on onto the football field on Sunday. So uh, it needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed immediately and with force. It, it just lets you know that's one of the reasons why the Dallas Cowboys are struggling this week, this year. Why they struggle anyway, man. You got dudes on your squad with that type of attitude. I'm glad the Rams, I mean, as far as I do, man, they give maximum effort, especially Aaron Donald. I still be watching that dude, Isaac. You, I, I still, under, I mean, I, I watched Aaron Donald, man, do work every play, and you watch him in the fourth. Dude gives 100% every play, and you watch him in the fourth quarter, man, he's not breathing hard. I mean, damn, bro. I mean, that's the difference between being an average player, being a good player, being a great player, being a Hall of Famer. But that's also the difference between being a team that can't make the playoffs and win a playoff game to being a Super Bowl team, having cats like that on your squad. So if I'm in the lock, if I'm in the locker room with dude with, with that guy, he's my partner. I'm looking at him like, come on, bro. I might smack him, dog. I'm gonna grab him. Come on, like, come on, dog. Because you're gonna get me hurt out there. I'm trying to ball out, man. Are you out there being lazy? Come on, bro. Dallas yeah, Cowboys for you, though, bro. It's completely unacceptable. And uh, here's the thing: where where are the the where's the veteran leadership in in the locker rooms? Uh, really, to you know, really say something to this guy that that shouldn't be uh, uh, an era where coaches have to coach effort in the National Football League. That should that should never that should never be an issue. And these guys, these veteran guys that are allowing this to happen, you know, it's costing them. I mean, you're not expected to play 100 percent on every snap that you're on the field. And that's nonsense, man. You're expected to collect every single penny that you're being paid and and not be shortchanged in your in your salary. So um, it's a two way street. So hopefully, you know, we can weed this attitude, not just the guy, just the attitude out of these locker rooms, man, and get a better, a better brand of football being played. 
Yeah, bro. I, I, man, I got love for you, bro, but I don't, I don't have love for that statement, man, because you got a slot, man. It's, it's 2,000 dudes that want that slot, man, 2,000 or more. So if you want to want to play 100%, man, even though you get millions of dollars, bro, and you got, you got your, your, your buddies you're going to battle with, man, they out there balling and putting it on the line, bro. You got to put it on the line every play as well. If not, man, get, get on down, bro. Sit down somewhere. I still love you, man. I mean, we'll still be boys, but I just can't go to battle with you because I'm, I'm trying to win, man. Luckily, we got a whole team full of Los Angeles Rams that's trying to win, and they do that man and i just say man it's a, it's, a, it's another dub for us this weekend four and one we're gonna go to washington and take care of business man take care of the washington football team and you know put them to sleep put them out of their misery man you know kyle allen man good luck but we'll, we'll holler at you bro just like them la rams man get on that plane man go out east man go to dc go to the capital man and get some capital which means get that loop which means get a dub you get that dub you get a loop but anyway bro anything else you want to add before we get up out of here man that's it. It's about being a professional this week, man. Uh, this is a business trip. Uh, treat it as such. Uh, don't expect to uh, give any any greetings until after you know we get this win. Uh, you know, heading back to the, towards the charter. But uh, it's, it's strictly a business trip, and we should treat it as such. Indeed, man. But that's going to do it for another episode of Ramblings. With I'm going to say it each and every time, man, because it's hard to get to the NFL. Even harder to be a starter. Even harder to stay, hard to make a Pro Bowl, hard to make a All Pro, but even harder to make the Hall of Fame. So that's gonna do it for this episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. Until next week, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.